Welcome to the Smart Industry Podcast, Remaking Industry, where we dive deep into the tools, techniques, and technologies that are accelerating digital transformation. Okay, we're excited about today. This should be a very interesting one. We are here with Albert Royakers, founder and CEO of Bedrock Automation. Albert, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Chris. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And thanks to Bedrock Automation for um, being a sponsor of the Smart Industry Basecamp Digital Webinar Series. We love having you guys on board. My pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, we're going to dive into a, um, a case history today um, of a project that Bedrock worked on with FlowSync, a water distribution project. That's correct, Albert? That's correct, yes. So talk to me a little bit, um, tell me a little bit about Bedrock Automation, and then let's jump into this um, project. Sure, Bedrock Automation is, um, is a, a company that has a platform of platforms of products called Open Secure Automation, uh, and it's a technology, sets of technologies based on the concept of uh, scalable, secure, and open um, automation that scales from the smallest systems, uh, which is an example, the case study we're going to talk about today, uh, which is an RTU-like application for FlowSync, and um, all the way up to large PLC DCS-like um, applications and solutions. So please come and uh, see our website and uh, learn more as needed. Wonderful. So let's talk about this um, case history here with FlowSync. What was the, <laughs> the challenge to be addressed? What was the problem? So Flo, FlowSync uh, is a service provider. Um, they provide water uh, for the fracking industry, which is very water intensive. And so they have um, truck operated uh, large pump systems and, uh, and flexible piping that allow them to push thousands of gallons, hundreds of thousands of gallons around as needed. And these uh, truck system, these truck mounted um, pumping systems require delicate synchronization uh, and monitoring in order to ensure that they don't have collapses in the pipe and that uh, the whole pressure system works properly. So the, the, the challenge is getting a good uh, automation, uh, the, the capabilities to run the signals and to, to do uh, all of this remotely um, and this was connected, this is connected through in inductive automation ignition in the cloud, uh, can, uh, talking to our RTUs, the Bedrock OSA remote RTUs. Uh, the technology they were using um, was not living up to the challenge. Primarily, uh, it was being bashed around at the back of a truck mm -hmm. and they were just falling apart. So the highly ruggedized construction um, and the durability of our products, you know, suited it much better. And then shortly after, you know, realizing that, um, I think they also realized the remote access and the integrated security over cellular modems um, and the horsepower and capabilities of the system to do some of the control strategies that, that, um, that uh, further improved, you know, their, their offering and their solution. And, and what, what data were you collecting and analyzing? What were you studying here? And it, was it uh, intended to, um, you know, inform preventive maintenance efforts or to optimize processes? What were you looking at? Uh, well, it's, it's, um, it's really, it's flow control, it's pressure control, um, and it's being able to ensure that these uh, motors, uh, these pumping systems are started up and shut down in a synchronized manner. 
more th more than that, more detail than that, I think um, would require you know flow sync and maybe there's some proprietary special sauce and how they sure. do that that you know may may or may not be uh, at liberty to you know to disclose. Sure. So talk to me about the the players in in here on the on the on the three teams I suppose. Um, who spearheaded this initiative and uh, what were some of the roles involved in? in developing the strategy to implement this and then implementing it and maintaining it and, and keeping an eye on things. Sure. Yeah. That, that's part of the, part of the, the, the cool factor in all of this um, is how this was uh, spearheaded in the collaboration of this. Um, first of all, it's, it's mostly led by FlowSync and their, their partners FlowPoint who's the company and the, the end user. Um, and of course, Bedrock Automation. And, uh, and, and our in engagement in the, in the uh, project was really uh, interesting because we were able to, to um, you know, remotely in this COVID environment, remotely um, in, uh, integrate ourselves in the system, in the design and the implementation of the system. And, uh, and because of the security capabilities uh, that we have, we're able to access these systems remotely, log into them. Um, through our service group in Boston while the, the systems and the trucks were rolling down the road sometimes um, in Houston, in various parts of Houston. So, mm -hmm. so we were able to give them real-time uh, collaborative support and, uh, you know, in engineering uh, support. And this, this was very valuable in a number of instances. So, so the players are, you know, the customer being uh, FlowSync, um, ourselves uh, being uh, the local FAS that we provided field application services in Houston, as well as the application support and engineering support out of the team in Boston. Um, and then of course, um, you know, their, their use of uh, inductive automation on the SCADA side. So you put all these pieces together and, and you really have a, a winning formula. And is the, the remote, um, you know, development of the system, is that, Normal, or was that a pivot based on the the limitations we have during this pandemic? Is that the normal way of doing business, or or did you really kind of have to invent um, new ways to service and implement um, this project because mm. of limitations? It's probably a little bit of of both, Chris. Um, certainly, you know, COVID has uh, has uh, accelerated the need to for people to to work remotely mm -hmm. um and you know that that was a catalyst for sure but uh but but the the market the industry it, it's really a requirement and and um and this will become a dominant issue in in automation products in the deployment of automation the operation of automation systems it's really uh this falls under the umbrella of probably of industrial internet of things the iiot where um, using public infrastructure, in this case, using cellular modems over the internet, um, you can access to configure or to diagnose um, or to operate, uh, you know, control systems and elements at the edge. So that's, that's a, a vision statement and a, and a dream of uh, lots of suppliers and users. And in this case, you know, Bedrock's, I think, ahead of the curve in our ability to do that because of the the capabilities of the product, and in particular, the ability to uh, support encrypted and authenticated communications over, you know, over public networks. Mm -hmm. it, it is a, a requirement, certainly in this product, it was a, it helped a lot, or this project, sorry, but, but um, going forward, this is going to be a dominant uh, theme and requirement for cost reduction and efficiency for everybody.
for yeah. all parties involved, sure. for sure. And safety and compliance and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So talk to me about the tools that uh, were in play here. We touched on them a little bit, but let's dive a little bit deeper into um, what tools were in play, hardware, software. Yeah, sure. Um, not very many, uh, which is the, 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 the good part of this, in yeah. that uh, you know, Bedrock has a single, singular um, software and tool environment, regardless of the device and the application you're working on. It's one single, it's called the Bedrock Integrated Development Environment, IDE. Uh, so that's, that's available to anyone downloading, downloadable from our website for free. So the, the zero cost software model was uh, deployed in full force here on this project. So this one single uh, uh, tool environment allowed the customer and for us to have a, a centralized you know, configuration and engineering environment. That's one key tool. And of course, inductive automation would have been their other key tool, which you know I, I, I can't speak to that, uh, the use of that, but that in particular. And then of course, it's the, the hardware. It's the, uh, the robustness and the, and the connectivity capabilities uh, and flexibility of the end device. In this case, the Bedrock uh, OSA remote. Those were the, the, the fundamental building blocks. And having the IDE accessible, um, you know, downloadable by, from the web by uh, all parties, and then having that IDE integrally authenticated and encrypted to the RTU, um, will allow this uh, remote access, um, this secure ro remote access. And, and that was it. So it's the simplicity and the elegance of these uh, building blocks that allows very, very cost-effective uh, deployment of advanced automation tools and ideas, even in, um, you know, in simpler applications mm -hmm. like this one. And that simplicity prompts adoption you know that's that's oftentimes a differentiator um with projects that i see is that some of these things can be so complicated that the the users who have to implement and maintain them get turned off and, and they don't you know reach their their full potential because they're too intimidating um yes this is so so true so so true and 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 uh in in highly distributed applications where you have a smaller system, you still could have a disparate set of tools and technologies and, sure. and, and, and software environments that become very, very complicated to learn, complicated to deploy, and even more complicated and expensive to maintain. So yeah, having a single uh, a software environment that is uh, zero cost, and all of that is built around the standard the 611.31 uh, standard environment. So it's, mm -hmm. it's an open standard, zero cost environment. You can't get any better than that. That is what will accelerate, you know, the deployment of these ideas for certain. And then um, some training um, components uh, for the end user and, and some. Um, yeah. Let's touch on that a little bit. How, how do you get the um, end user familiar with the approach? Okay, so uh, we, we have, um, you know, an online training uh, school, it's the School of Bedrock, and uh, we are driving toward, um, you know, zero cost uh, training as well. And uh, we do offer training courses to customers. But again, in the COVID space, um, you know, people cannot do that so easily. So it pushed us to even further accelerate our online training. So go to the Bedrock School of Rock and uh, School of uh, Bedrock and and you can go online and you know um, do these self-training uh, courses 
it's very, very simple, very elegant um, and, and easy. And, and we'll continue to refine that model so that it becomes easier and easier for a, a user to become familiar with the technology. And, and uh, you know, many, many people that, uh, that have done this on, and have gone from a typical PLC environment into these open uh, tool sets, the mm -hmm. 61131 tool sets, are amazed at how much more elegant and how much more easy it is to learn and the flexibility and the power of the tools. That's why it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's becoming a standard that is just, you know, unstoppable. And, yeah. So talk to me, um, every project has bumps in the road. Talk to me about um, a challenge that you guys encountered um, and the solution there. Well, I really, there were none per se. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was probably the initial learning curve and, and, and that was addressed by um, this collaborative approach we used where we had, we had the customer in his environment, we had the FAS in, uh, in Houston in, in his environment, and we had the uh, advanced service team in Boston in their environment, and they could all, you know, look at the same database at, in real time and, you know, answer questions, change the configuration, test and confirm, you know, the application. And so I think it was uh, a classic example of, of, you know, digital collaboration. Yeah. Um, so it was very little. and. And, you know, bumps in the road, the bumps in the road is what was causing the system to fail in the first place. And because of this, this hardened physical environment, we were able to withstand the bumps in the road, physical bumps in the road. And, uh, and the system is out there you know, running, running really well now. What's a key learning that the client um, discovered uh, maybe about themselves throughout the adoption of this initiative? You know, from uh, conversations with the customer first, you know, they were drawn to the product because it would survive the bumps in the road with the physical hardness. Yeah, literally. But, but as time evolved, as they realized this IIoT level of functionality, the ability for them to remotely monitor in real time these systems, for them to be able to remotely access and change these configurations, sometimes while, <coughs> excuse me, while the system <clears throat> was in transit on the back of the truck, running off the battery and solar power that was powering the system, they were able to, in real time, while the system was in transit to site, they were able to confirm and or tweak configurations and look at these systems uh, themselves and with us. So as they're going along, they're, they're, they're seeing what's possible to you know, improve their efficiency of their operation. They see the power of this to, uh, to advance some ideas and some control strategies they had to make their systems a little more safe, a little more optimized. So it's, a, it's an ongoing incremental you know, learning process. And every day, I think it, it gets a little bit easier, yeah. a little bit cooler for them as they see what, what this thing's capable of. And Albert, what was the time frame? When are we talking about this um, being implemented well, there's, there's, um, we started this not that long ago, just, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe six months ago uh, when it started in earnest. Okay. And in that short time, um, I, th I think they have 15 running systems and um, in several more, several more, you know, on the drawing board. Um, awesome. You know, so, yeah, so it's, it's ongoing. It's like uh, every month or so, they're as fast as they can build these systems. They've got quite a story, quite a value proposition for their customer base. So, so they're growing and successful and we're, we're coming along for the ride. Awesome. Well, scaling out a project is the biggest sign of success.
Um, last question for you to kind of take a step back here. Um, wins with this project. Um, talk to me about some, some of the key points of success with the project um, in terms of new capabilities for the clients and uh, from the, from the bedrock perspective, um, a win in, in rolling this project out. Yeah. Okay. Good question. Uh, you know, I, I would say uh, that, that uh, it's the manifestation, the, 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 the realization of, of the, the ideas and the dream around industrial internet things around um, highly efficient project execution, highly distributed small systems, using the tools of uh, open standard technologies, using public uh, network infrastructure, um, protecting uh, the, you know, the security of your, your tools, of your employees, um, having the um, cryptographic capabilities built into the product. Um, so that's the win, um, being able to, you know, highly uh, improve, greatly improve uh, the deployment of the technologies through the whole life cycle. You know, larger projects have much larger life cycles, but a smaller project still has the major components of any project. You have to have the definition, the engineering, the configuration, the implementation, the operation, and sustaining of these systems. So you have the same problems in smaller distributed systems as you have with large centralized systems. Mm -hmm. So when you can reduce the cost in every segment of this, the life cycle costs, and get rapid deployment and remote access and advanced diagnostics from your edge, you, you're going to win every time. And, and, and this is showing that all of this is real, it works, and, and it works well. It works for the customer, and that's, that's what makes me really happy and proud of this. Awesome. Well, that's the end goal. Wonderful, very cool. You know, we love seeing applications. We oftentimes talk about these IoT concepts and tools, techniques, and technologies in the abstract. Um, so it's always valuable to us, and I know that our readers and listeners appreciate studying real world applications of these things because a lot of the um, techniques and the learnings are applicable across um, all industry. So it's very useful for our audience. Um, in that respect, Albert, thank you for sharing your perspective of this project with us today. Yeah. Now you, you, you know that your, uh, your audience can download the case study, the white paper um, case study, probably from our website, um, okay. or are you providing access to that, to that link? We can, that, both. Um, we can direct our audience to, um, Albert, give us the URL. I assume it's, I have it pulled up. Uh, well, it would be at bedrockautomation.com, um, but the case study is reducing water transfer costs at remote fracking sites with open secure automation is the name of the paper. Probably you search that and you're, gonna, you're going to immediately find it. Excellent. And we can link that too, obviously, in the um, text version of this podcast and then in the marketing efforts we do to make it easy for the audience to find that. Similarly, um, thank you to Bedrock Automation for participating as a sponsor in Smart Industries Basecamp digital fall series, um, which you can attend uh, live and on demand at smartindustry.com. Once again, Albert, thanks for joining us today in the podcast. Love talking to you. My pleasure, Chris. Uh, as always, we remind our audience to go out and make it a smart day.